Welcome to the interstitial content. That's where we have content, but it's uh, it's not a review. That's right, right? I, I don't actually remember what we do on this thing. Sometimes we kind of just talk, and other times we do kind of review stuff, but like not like the in-depth reviews. Wait, we, we're supposed to go in-depth in our reviews? I mean, normally we do. We did on Lupin, which was kind of boring. That show was kind of boring. <laughs> Lupin was not the best, you are correct, yeah. I, I really do wish it had been better. In case you didn't listen to the review, it wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. Could have been so much better. But you know what has been good? Uh, oof. There's not a lot of good in the world. American Gods new season's pretty pretty good. Yeah, American Gods is always great. The last season of Expanse that we finally finished watching. Well, the last one so far was pretty good. Uh, apparently that was season five. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> but that was good when we finally got around to finishing season five. Which was literally two days ago. Yeah. There was that one bad thing that happened. But the rest of it was great. And that bad thing wasn't bad either. I'm just sad about it. The Expanse is easily the best science fiction show I've ever seen on television. Yeah. On television. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, but I can agree with that. What is television nowadays? We still call them TV shows, but most of the stuff that we talk about doesn't air on TV. Yeah. I think you don't even have to have a TV to watch them. You can just watch them on your phone or your computer. Yeah. Honestly, why are they called TVs and not just giant computer monitors now? It's a fair point. And speaking of shows that are television shows that aren't on TV... WandaVision's been hella good. We reviewed that. WandaVision was fantastic. We talked about how much we loved it when we reviewed it. And fun fact, we have not stopped watching it. We are watching it as it comes out because of fucking course we are. It's amazing. So since we reviewed it, three more episodes came out. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Episode three was kind of a wild ride. We found out Monica Rambeau was actually Monica Rambeau, which we already spoiled that because Justice reads credits yeah. in foreign languages. The Maximal twins were born in that episode and... Monica was kicked out of Westview. Yeah. Technically, when this episode goes up, there will have been four episodes since we reviewed it, because it will go up on the 12th, but we're recording this before the 12th, because that, that's kind of how recordings happen. They happen before the day of. Because we're on top of things this time. I mean, even if we were on top of things. No, I was actually thinking about pushing this off until like until... 3 a.m. Friday morning. <laughs> so we could watch it, record, and talk about it. 100% why. <laughs> yeah, no. So... That Maximal Twins were born, Monica Ramboa kicked out of Westview, and then we had episode four, which was entitled, We Interrupt These Messages. Something on those lines, yeah. yeah. And it took place completely outside of Westview, and it centered around Darcy is the character's name. Darcy and Agent Wu. And Agent Wu. Randall um, Park's character. And Monica, yeah. kind of, investigating the disappearance of the entire town of Eastview. Well, Westview. I thought the town was... None of the town is Westview. The cops said they were from Eastview. Oh, okay, yeah. So they were investigating the disappearance of the entire town of Westview, which we've learned is because of Wanda, probably. So we learned that some of the most people there are real-life people with identities that can be found. More supporting theory that Agatha Harkness is just Agnes is that uh, Agnes returns no identity when they put it on the board. Everyone else has one except for Agnes. Yep. Also because the entire bubble around westview is made up of hexagram well hexagons mm-hmm. darcy started referring to it as a hex yes and started referring to scarlet witch's powers as hexes which is a nice nod to the comics agreed also we got confirmation that the tiny helicopter from episode two was indeed a drone and we got confirmation that the beekeeper from the sewers was a sword agent in a hazmat suit and that's been it so far. Uh, the radio messages are from Darcy and Agent Wu. Yes. Because Darcy discovered that radio emissions were coming from the bubble of Westview and was able to connect them to an old TV and decipher them as the show we've been watching. Like mm-hmm. I said, WandaVision is a show within a show. Though, mind you, she does find out that uh, 
we do find out, not her. The parts where we see Wanda correct, I, I'm going to say the show's continuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, like do when not, she says no and rewinds yeah, the beekeeper. The thing is, correct the show she's projecting is continuity, do not appear on the show well, that Darcy's watching because obviously they're not they're not right. Yeah, we're getting the director's cut. Yeah. We're getting the Wanda Maximoff cut. I mean, still arguably better than the Zack Snyder cut's going to be. So one of the big things for episode four, though, was Darcy made a return. She hasn't been in... Since Thor Dark World? Was she in Dark World? I think it, briefly. I think she was in Dark World. Dark World was kind of a train wreck, though, and I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. But she made a return, and she's now a doctor, so she's climbing up. Yeah. And then that was... Yeah. So that hits on most of episode four. Episode five was the most recent episode. Mm-hmm. Vision basically starts to figure out that Wanda's controlling everything, and... We also get confirmation that Wanda stole Vision's corpse. Yes. And that Vision is a corpse puppet. Which is fantastic, because it, uh... The scene that we see that in is very reminiscent to some comics, where when we see his body broken apart, because why wouldn't they be? The biggest thing about episode 5, though, Vision's starting to question things, starting to unravel things, but... Agnes gets more involved with the children, and the children grow up rapidly. Like the pregnancy. The pregnancy was nine months and mm-hmm. a day. But the children appear to be able to grow up at their own whim. Yeah, so they, they're now like... Ten. T- ten, yeah. Yeah, because uh, they want a dog. They're told they can have a dog at ten, so they age themselves up to ten. Really big thing in this episode, though, is at the end of the episode, Quicksilver returns. Wanda's yep. brother is back from the dead. And Wanda seems legitimately surprised. And as was 90% of people watching the TV show, because... It was fucking Evan Peters playing the Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. So I'm pretty sure we talked about that as a possibility with our review, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, oh no. (laughs) But it's Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. It is. This isn't the one that got used as a human shield. Yeah, no, this is the one that doesn't really have Quicksilver powers, but instead has the ability to slow down time. Yeah. His powers all portrayed weirdly. If he was running fast, his hair would move. Also, if he was running fast, he wouldn't be able to listen to the music. Yeah. Because also, a generally very comic booky way that's been used to defeat Quicksilver in many, many iterations is the classic, I'm a tribute. It reminds me of one of my favorite episodes of like, old DC cartoons, where somebody trips Flash with a penny. Yes. Uh, I think there's an old X-Men cartoon where when Quicksilver gets tripped, he like plows a good four feet into the fucking ground because yeah. he was moving so fast yeah the, the cartoon i'm thinking of they trip flash with a penny and he just like plows into the ground and creates a giant fucking divot yeah uh <laughs> comics yeah. are amazing but that, that classic thing of not giving the speedster enhanced perception except for when you actually need them to be good at what they're doing yeah except flash can detect things at an auto second level now so he could totally see that penny in fact he saw that penny for the equivalent of billions of years he just decided not to move he was like I'm going to let them feel good about themselves. I'm going to trip over a penny. I'm going to drive myself 14 feet into the ground. Yeah. So we've been watching WandaVision. It's been very good. We just restarted at a good place. That we did. On season two. We we binged the first... I binged the first three seasons during COVID shutdown. I binged the first season and then got distracted, I think, with Smallville. And now season four is on Netflix, so we're rewatching Catching Back Up. And the show's hilarious still. It's fucking great. Also, I kept our our one of our TVs. We don't turn off because it takes forever to boot up. It's old. But when it's on, it cycles through all these green savers, mm-hmm. most of which are like landscape pictures. Like right now, it's showing the sand dunes from the United Arab Emirates. But it also shows still images from shows and gives you the title of that show or things about movies. Like right now, free movies week. 
Man in Black, Harry Potter, and I don't, I can't read the subtitle. Yeah. Tyler Perry's Nobody's Fool, What Men Want, Whitney, Rocket Man, Spider Man, Fall from Home Like a Boss, and I missed three. I apologize. But the reason I brought it up is because the reason I wanted to watch The Good Place again was because it keeps showing this shot from Mr. Mayor. Yes. And the, the building that the guy's in looks like The Good Place mm-hmm. office building, and it has the guy who plays Michael. Michael. Yeah. As one of the main characters of Mr. Mayor. And I was like, man, I want to know if that's a spinoff. I could just Google it. But first, I want to finish The Good Place in case like, when I Google it, I get spoilers because that happens. That happens all the fucking time. So while we were watching The Good Place earlier, I Googled it. Mr. Mayor's not a spinoff. It's instead about a guy who's like, you know what? I'm going to run for mayor. I'm retired. I have nothing better to do. And then he accidentally wins. And he has no knowledge of politics. Oh, so like most politicians. Yes, exactly. But yeah, so that's a show I'm interested in watching a little bit because I like Michael's actor. Otherwise, I've just been rewatching Burn Notice. Yeah, uh, I haven't been doing that. How's that going for you, though? I haven't watched a new. Ep- I haven't watched an additional episode in like two weeks. All my free time has been taken up with, well, mainly Minecraft because I finally played Minecraft for realsies and not by myself in survival mode on a friend's computer 10 years ago oh so not depressed and sad but i'm i'm playing on a proximity chat server with a bunch of friends and it's been a lot of fun although during a week i took off of the minecraft server they randomly cranked the difficulty up to hard and when i joined back in i was suddenly being attacked by skeletons (laughs) with enchanted weapons it was great watching him panic I just I want to say, amusing. whoever updated that and didn't post it in the Discord, kind of a dick move, man. I'm talking to you, Kants. I know it was you. You're the one that owns the server. <laughs> you, you could have posted an, an update in the Discord about it, at least. Kants, I'm not, I'm not in the Discord or in the server. And you know what? I'm fine with your decision. It was great. I support it entirely. But anyways, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. I didn't think Minecraft could be fun. I'm actually surprised how much of my Minecraft knowledge from 10 years ago holds true. Because uh, I played the game instead of like doing schoolwork during school because uh, we had laptops. But yeah, we just did that instead of stuff because when you're heading your classes, it's boring to sit there. So I just farmed resources and materials when I played. Other than that, the Super Bowl was Sunday. It was. The Buccaneers won. It was a blowout. Yeah. I uh, actually Brady pre- for like his seventh or eighth. It's, it's his seventh win. He's three- his, his seventh Super Bowl win and his tenth Super Bowl game. It was also the first Super Bowl held at the home stadium of one of the teams competing. And they won. Yeah. Super so Bowl his- 55. History's been made. And the game was just depressing. Tom Brady's now three rings away from being the Mand- the, Mand- the Mandalorian. No, no, wrong one. The Mandarin. The Mandarin, sorry. Yeah, not the Mandalorian. What the fuck was I saying? I almost said Mandalorian as well. Yeah, no. I just haven't said Mandarin <laughs> in so long that like my brain was like, you mean Mandalorian? Yeah. No, I mean Mandarin. And you know, Kansas City's quarterback... Um, Mohams. The game game was the Chiefs versus the Bucks. Yeah, he was doing fucking great. Their passing plays just didn't go off because the receivers kept fucking up. The pressure was a bit hard because the offensive line was fucked. But I'm not much of a sports guy. Despite everything I've just said, I just know how football works and have played it. So I and watched it. I actually watched the first half. But I don't like it. (laughs) I actually watched the first half of the game. It's depressing when one team only scores by field goals, though. So. Not not fun to watch. I watched the first half of the Super Bowl. I really did. And I don't watch sports, although I'm thinking about getting a VPN so I can start watching cricket when the season starts in May. Because cricket's an amazing game that's stupid beyond all belief. But for real, I watched the first half of the Super Bowl and actually paid attention. I played football in junior high and a little bit in high school. and Same. And I was a big fan of my college's football team. Not at all. I, I mean, I had to go to games because I was in the 
merchandise. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was referring to myself. I wasn't yeah. at all. But I like football. I just don't like watching four hours of a game that 90% of the time ends up being too super, super boring. I don't like watching games. I think that's why I like wrestling, right? Because, like, at least... It has spots made to keep you entertained? Yeah, like, it's built to be entertaining, but football, you can't force... No, no, no. It's, like, the only reason why, if I'm actually going to have to force to watch a sport, it's going to be some form of combative sport or hockey, where things are constantly happening, and it's highly likely someone's getting hurt. But yeah, the, the Bucks versus the Chiefs game wasn't all that good. The Bucks just blew them out, so I ended up playing Slay the Spire for most of the time and watching the weekend's halftime performance because goddamn is the weekend amazing. That, that weekend's halftime performance was actually pretty fucking great. The sound mix was a little bad, and I, I've heard people trash talking the whole thing, but like, yeah, yeah. I thought it. Was... D- don't get me wrong; the, the sound mixing was kind of bad. The outfit design was somewhat odd, but nah, the... dude, I loved it. I no, loved no, it was it. it was great. The masks were a bit odd, but you want to know. That's not no. the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen someone put on for like a fucking no because performance. I can't fill my face when I'm with you. They their faces. No, 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 no. The thing that makes it odd is when you see the comments talking about how they look like underwear, and then you sit back and realize, oh my god, they fucking looked like they were wearing white briefs on their face. I disagree. They kind of look like they had wraps on. That's but... what I thought at first, and then I saw the comment, and it has stuck in my head somewhat, and it's not entirely wrong, but. No, like, the performance was good, the sound mix was a bit off, like we said, but the, uh, the set was amazing, like always, because that's what they fucking do. I was a little, like, he deep-dived some of his, like, er- really early stuff. Which was nice. But I'm not a, like, my weekend Knowledge. enjoyment started with the album that had I Can't Feel My Face on it, because, like, yeah. that's when I discovered the weekend. So I'm not really as well-versed in his older stuff, and I'm kind of a little sad that the sampling off the newest album was just blinding lights like it's almost like the song has just never stopped being on the radio since it came out to be fair that album is amazing like it's so good but the radio mainly just played that song which is sad but yeah um i don't know what the final score was for the super bowl oof i want to say it was like 28 to change but i know that the kansas city chiefs had nine points they scored three field goals did they, did they not score a single touchdown? All not game? a single touchdown. It was all field goals, if I remember correctly. That's amazing. I would assume they. I would have assumed they scored in the second half, but apparently not. No. But yeah, no. There was that. We also played some board games before Super Bowl stuff because why the fuck not? It was nine to thirty-one. Apparently, the Bucks scored a field goal after I stopped watching. Yeah. Well, after I stopped paying attention to the score. Yeah, the Bucks scored a field goal in the third quarter. They scored 7 in the first, 14 in the second quarter, 10 in the third quarter, and nobody scored in the fourth quarter because the game was already over. Yeah. And the the Chiefs scored three points every quarter except the fourth. At least they were consistent. Yeah, but we played board games. You were saying we played board games? We did. We played a fun game called Camp Grizzly. Okay, so I just want to let you know, and I hope Michael listens to this. Michael's our brother-in-law. We went over to his place for the Super Bowl and played board games because we're stupid and we're going to kill ourselves with COVID, but... I'm already dying inside. No, it, I think they've all had COVID at this point. Yeah, we weren't around them. They are, for the most part, immune. Yeah. He's, all, Mike, also the our pers- brother-in-law is insane. Yeah, also the person that's, uh, you know, most likely to be a super spreader out of any of them was not home. Yeah, no, she was at the hospital where she works. Hours away from us. It's fine. But Michael's insane. I like board games. I love board games. But Camp Grizzly is an out-of-print board game that, from what I can understand, was only a Kickstarter thing and has never been printed since. It's dope, though. And that means a copy of the game is $200. Yes. 
I mentioned the board game in passing. Yeah, no, we were playing board games a couple weeks ago, and Justin was like, yeah, so we watched the show on Verve. Yeah, it, it's from Rooster Teeth. It was a fun house is bored as hell. Yeah. And just was like, there was this cool game on there called Camp Grizzly where you try to escape a serial killer in like an 80s horror movie yeah. shit. And I was just mentioning it because I hadn't looked it up to see, you know, if it got printed after its Kickstarter. And then Michael- And I thought, hey, Michael, I would like this. He likes horror movies like that, like 80s horror movies, 90s horror movies, and just horror movies in general. And he, he's enjoying board games now. So I would just talk about it and like talk about how it looked cool. And then he bought it. Yeah, he found <clears throat> it, bought it. And it was- fucking insane he hadn't seen gameplay of it he didn't read reviews just is just no, no he, he read reviews oh he did he, read, he always reads reviews before he buys anything. oh my okay he, yeah he so, makes sure to do that he hadn't seen any gameplay of it and he was just like nah this sounds cool shelled out 200 dollars for it it's insane but it was fun yeah very fun actually i don't know how you were supposed to win but it was fun i mean every time that i've played and not with you so i've played four times now i've won th- okay okay people have won Three of the four times I, I lost the third time I played. I have a 50% win rate. When we played, we just got <laughs> really, really bad yeah, I RNG. Got, I got to scry the top three, set up the top three cards of the deck, and uh, all of them were bad. Yeah. But yeah, that game was fun. We also played Tokaido, which I haven't played in like a year. I was so glad to play Tokaido again. It's a fantastic game, yeah. It's just a really aesthetic game. Like, yeah. it's very simple. The game, like, there's some there's some in-depth strategy to the gameplay, like, where you want to move to. Yeah, especially depending on your character. There's no dice rolling or anything. It's all just, like, really casual and chill. Your turns are, yeah. like, really fast. It's and... basic mechanics, and it's a very aesthetic game. It is built, it feels like a game where it's built around as a static network. Someone came up with gameplay and then figured out how can we make a game around this. Which oh. the, there are definitely games that feel no, like someone I, came up with a game. So, you know, the, you know the term European board games or German board games? I don't remember what the term is. Yeah. Do you know what the, you know what that terminology means? Gameplay focused games, mechanic focused games. Games that are focused on the mechanic, and then games gameplay is built around. Yeah. So like when somebody came up with Catan, they didn't think I'm gonna make a game that's about settling an island. They thought resource management game where dice rolls create resources. How do I turn that into a game? Yeah. No, like a, a great example of that, just in like the fact that it's all mechanic based, and then the theme. It's literally just a joke. Is uh, there's a German game that I don't remember its German name, but I know its German name is a pun. But its English name is called Cockroach Poker. Okay, yes, I, I've heard of this. And it's literally just a mechanic card game based around the cards that you have in your hand. But the theme is everything's bugs and things because Cockroach Poker is like I want to say a um, palindrome in German, maybe. Maybe I don't. Or know. Or it's just like the same word over. Like the same word and the same word again. I have no idea. It's it's a word pun in German. I took German for three years and that yeah. exceeds my German but, knowledge. But it feels like someone just thought of a word pun involving a card game and we're like, let's throw this on there. No, the theme is bugs. I think a really good example of that is Ticket to Ride. Yeah. Because most people I've played Ticket to Ride with think the idea is that you're building railroads. You're not. No, you're, you're rich people who have lots of money and who wants to see who can travel the farthest in a set amount of time. Yep, that's the game. You're not buying... But that doesn't You're not make... building railroads. You're buying tickets. That doesn't make sense, though, because I want to point out why that doesn't make sense. The game doesn't have a time-based mechanic to it. Yeah, I know. If the story of the game fit with the gameplay... Like the... you have 15 turns to... Oh, shit. It's verisimilitude. Yes. German German board games just don't have any verisimilitude. No, they don't. There's also another word for it with video games where your character... I can't remember what this term is... Like, when your character does something that's out of character for them as part of the gameplay. The big example always people <clears throat> use is Nathan Drake, who as a character hates killing people. Yeah. But then you, like, 
murder 400 dudes to get to your treasure and escape. Ludo narrative. I don't even understand yeah. that. I started to search my mind. I was like, gameplay against the narrative. And I said, my words are narrative. It's, oh yeah, it deals with the Ludo narrative. Yeah, there so is that, not a good Ludo narrative in, board, in a lot of board games. So like Ticket to Ride is an, is an example, a perfect example of a, of a board game that has a, a distinct Ludo narrative dissonance where there is no yes. time limit, but the game's story is that you're under a time limit pressure yeah, to it's, travel. It's the dissonance between the narrative and the way it's told. Yes. I didn't even think about how board games could have ludonarrative dissonance. No, but, but it's like, a game. It can have ludonarrative dissonance. Like, Forbidden Island does not have ludonarrative dissonance, in my opinion. No. Forbidden Island, like, the game... Like, it's definitely a German game mm-hmm. in, or a European game where it was designed... Based around its mechanics. But then it was like, well, how do we explain these tiles disappearing? You're on a sinking island stealing forbidden artifacts. Like, this is classic, like... Anybody that's seen anybody that's seen Aladdin three knows what's going Aladdin, on. Aladdin or a fucking Indiana Jones movie, you know what the fuck's going on. Or the actual Alibaba story. Yeah, so it's fine. But, ma- but mainly the third Aladdin movie, Aladdin and the Forty Thieves. I thought I thought it was Aladdin and the Prince of Thieves. Maybe yeah. it is Aladdin and the Forty Thieves. I don't know. Maybe it is Prince of Thieves. I don't know. I, I just, don't know. I just know. I just know, know, Gen- I just know to- Genie's bad at wishes. I just know they go to an island and they steal the treasure and it sinks. I think he's with his dad, right? Like his yeah, dad, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen that movie Arguably, forever. so I have a question, arguably, here. So, Genie makes Aladdin a prince. Mm-hmm. Except um, Aladdin just appears to be a prince, which means Genie did not actually grant Aladdin's wish. No, Aladdin has to actually be a prince, because that was Aladdin's wish. But if Aladdin's actually a prince, there was no need to change the laws at the end of the first Aladdin movie, because Aladdin is a prince, so he can marry Jasmine. No, he's a prince, but he has no holdings or lands. I, as far as I can tell, there's no, like, lands granted in that song. And so he's a prince, and he has all this stuff in, during that song sequence. He's kind of like a destitute prince with no lands or holdings. Either way, though, he's still a prince, so there needs there's no amendment to the marriage, because Jasmine just has to marry a prince. Well, I mean, yeah, but, like, that doesn't mean that he's not a prince anymore. This conversation's kind of going off the rails, but I don't think, like, Aladdin has to be a prince because that was his wish. And it's well within Genie's powers. It doesn't involve killing but, somebody, bringing somebody back from the dead, but, or But let me bring up love. something else. He's already a prince. His father's the king of thieves. Yeah, but he's not a real prince. The king of thieves isn't like a real king. It, well, it, the king of well, thieves makes is like... a prince. It's a title. If we're saying Prince Ali is just a destitute prince, he's already there. Okay, but he has a title that is respected by a large group of people. The king. But... He, he is given to him as an inheritance. From a king or a father above him that has a position that has been marked as royalty, again, by a group of people that have acknowledged them and their right. Okay, so he's a prince twice over. Big deal. I'm just saying, then Genie's wish, like, there's no reason to grant it. He's wishing to be a prince. He's already a prince. He's just like, so, snap your fingers, m- good. More more so what you mean is Genie's hella good at wishes because what Genie's like, okay, fine. When I saved you from the ocean, that doesn't count as a wish. But I will, I will make you a prince, even though you're already a prince. So technically, you didn't actually use a wish here because I didn't actually do anything. And so he still had one wish left when he freed Genie. Yes. Because he was already a prince then. Yes. Either way, Genie's technically bad at wishes. Oh, no. Genie, Genie's a scam artist is what you're saying. Because Genie was like, you still have a wish left. Yeah. You don't have to free me yet. Yeah. No, 100%. Genie was a scam artist. I, I'm down with this narrative. Yeah. No, it just, you know, it makes sense. How did we get on the ladder? I don't remember. Sinking Islands, Forbidden Island. There we go, board games. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, you're not wrong. Well, time to go to the Film Theory Reddit forum and pitch this idea that Genie- that Aladdin still had a wish left. I mean, yes. <laughs> Jesus. So, I don't want to, like, shill out the fact that I stream a little bit now on our podcast, but that's, yeah. that's something I've been doing. Uh, I've got 
I didn't I missed last week and I'm technically I technically missed tonight. But Friday I'll probably be streaming again. Fridays I play Magic starting at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Wednesdays I play Weeb shit. I actually had a plan for tonight, but then I felt like shit after work, so I didn't do it. I was gonna have you guest on my stream. Yeah. Because I, I need your help. With what? My Weeb Wednesday stuff. I've been playing this guy, but for my Weeb Wednesday stream next week, I want to build my my anime list, and I need your help remembering all the anime I've watched. And because, like, there's so many, and my memory is terrible. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> my memory is so bad. But yeah, I'm not going to, like, shout my Twitch on our podcast, but I'll leave it in the link somewhere, probably. But yeah, that's something I've been doing. I've been playing Disgaea weekly on there. Yeah. Which um, was a terrible decision. Disgaea is a black hole. <laughs> it's Disgaea 2. It's um, my favorite Disgaea. It's the first one I played. And if you haven't played Disgaea, it's a Japanese turn-based action RPG, grid-based movement, and... The real big selling points that people talk about is the level cap is 9,999, but characters can be reincarnated so they have better stats. So really there's no level cap that you can just keep going forever and ever. And there was a bunch of like prestige maps using more common gaming terms with hidden bosses from other games and such. Yeah. So there's probably a few hundred hours of Disgaea if you like pushed and ground through and did everything. Or if you casually went about it, a couple thousand hours because there's also the item worlds and every item has at least 30 maps in it and when i say every item i mean every item including your healing items so really there's no end to the game there's there's an infinite number of procedurally generated maps and characters have no max level so yeah it's it's a black hole it's weird but fun very fun that's been the big one for me anything else well i've been i was playing and basically finished all of except for the last battle because i'm having a bit of a time with it because i'm not i don't like those types of games um my memory of us which is a great kind of side-scrolling point-and-click adventure almost with the amazing patrick stewart as a narrator and it is a great game that is essentially it's an old man patrick stewart retelling his time in nazi germany with his friend and you're kind of going over that but it's changed nazi germany to be evil robots because the way they actually describe it when they're talking about the game you can collect memories and it tells you about things it actually explains to you the history of some of these actual people from the time and they explain very easily why they made it evil robots and the robot empire because while this is a time period that needs to be remembered they don't want to give more presence and weight to as they call him the evil robot emperor when they're trying to explore the importance of these people and not him that makes sense so they're trying to give more weight to the people that mattered as moral individuals yeah that makes sense you've actually played a lot of video games lately yeah you you finished spider-man i saw you playing horizon zero dawn the other day yeah uh you were dabbling with phoenix i was playing the demo um i do not like its narrative at all oh god how's the gameplay though the gameplay is all right kind of easy yeah, I, I feared like, that. Like, super easy. I had no problems. I don't like the narrative either, so it feels like something I'd probably play for, like, the length of the demo and then get bored. Oh, wait, that's what I did. But I haven't finished my Memory of Us because what I'm assuming to be the last boss battle, I haven't looked it up, but I think I have, like, two chapters left, which I think one's probably an epilogue just in the way it's told. Yeah. Is I have to escape from a, like, giant robotic lanternfish that's shooting lasers and missiles and a giant beam at me. And like the equivalent of a small mini bullet storm, which I hate those games. Yeah, that's why you haven't actually played any of Nier Automata, even though you bought it two years ago. Yeah. 
But uh, at first, I didn't know how to defeat the giant lantern fish thing. I did look this part up because I would knock out the lantern, it would retract, and there'd be this giant red spot. And it said, video game logic, shoot the red spot. I did. Nothing happened. Apparently, I have to shoot down stalactites to fall precisely on its head. I was unaware of this for two hours. <laughs> two hours, I fought this giant boss in a format that this game has not had me fight things in. Man. I, I, was, I, was not, I was not happy. I want to give you shit because when when video games do that to me, you just make fun of being. But like two hours, that's just bad game design. Like, I was like, it's a big, giant, glowing red death spot. I've been shooting this. Nothing has happened. I think my best example. I get hit four times and I fucking die. I think my best example of this is Dying Light, where in the final stage, like on the construction towers as you're trying to chase after the bad guy, yeah. there's new zombies that have never been in the game before this moment. Mm-hmm. There have been zombies that explode and there's been zombies that run, but now there's zombies that will run at you and then explode. Yes. Which was new. It caught me off guard. I died to that because that wasn't part of the game before that. Yes. But more importantly, the final boss fight is a QTE event, and there is literally zero QTEs in all of Dying Light yeah. up until that point. Like, I, I think my main problem with my memory of us is each time it introduced something new, mm-hmm. it took a moment to kind of explain it, right? Until this point. Until this point when it did nothing for that. Yeah, that seems like, annoying. Also, apparently, after I drop a stalactite on its head, these little, like, things I can fly through up here that heal me. That, so, that seems useful. I went through, like, ten plus cycles of knocking down its fucking head lantern and not dying to rockets and lasers and normal blasts to just fail at triggering the thing to heal me because you only get that after you drop a stalactite on its head and then of course after you drop a stalactite on its head it comes back its barrage of attacks are more diverse so um it's just a type of game i dislike only further enraged by the fact that this occurred with no warning yeah i, I mentioned it this earlier actually when we were talking about the super bowl but i played slay the spire through the back half of the super bowl yeah now i just want to mention slay the spire has finally got its android release he's been very happy about that it's the best. I can, like, having Slay the Spire on my phone, and yes, it did cost $10, but it's Slay the Spire. Having Slay the Spire on my phone is the best game. It's the best game to get ported to a cell phone. Like, so much fun. Also, I almost beat the tower for the first time ever the other day. Nice. Like, on my Steam version, I've pretty much got all the characters, like, all their unlocks done. But on my phone, it's a new account, so, like, unlocks aren't even close to done. But I almost murdered him. I almost murdered the tower. I was there. But... I just wanted to bring that up. I've also actually, so I, on Audible, because I listen to books while I work, I mentioned before that I listened through all the Lightbringer Chronicles, and they were very good by Brent Weeks. Very good books. Go listen to them. Go read them. Do what you do with books. But I finally got around to starting the Kingkiller Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss, and they're good. They're pretty damn good. I like them. Yeah. The issue is, I finished all of the Kingkiller Chronicles. I have two short stories left um, that were in compiled stories uh, unfettered and rogues but how long am i gonna have to wait for the for the third book i feel terrible for anybody that read the second book in 2011 when it came out yes he's like it's good it's been 10 years and he just mentioned in an interview that there's gonna be a fourth book but to be <laughs> fair before that interview came out i speak I, I strictly told you i was halfway through the second book i was like i know why the third book's not out yet yeah it's not out because he wrote himself into a corner yep. like there's too much to do in one book the first book leads with this opening about how the main character, Kavoth, is obviously the kill- King Killer Chronicles, so he's killed at least one king. He got kicked out of the university before most students get accepted. There's some other stuff too, but like he fought an ogre or a troll, I can't remember, a trow, yeah, a troll. And like he hasn't done any of that stuff yet. Like he, he did kill a dragon, not, not an actual dragon. He's 
been accepted into the university and been there for a couple of years, but he's technically like 17 or 18 now. We don't know for sure because he spent time in the fairy world and students get accepted into the university at 17 or 18. So no matter what happens here, he's not being kicked out before most students are accepted. That was a blatant lie from the first book. Where Kavoth, the narrator of the book, lied to all of us. Yeah. I don't think it was intentional. I just think Rothfuss was like, this is all the cool shit this character has done. Stamp it. Send it. That's that's it. And then was writing. It was like, oh shit. I, I got too much to do. I can't. So, um, not gonna lie. My mind's been stuck on the Aladdin thing. And <laughs> I, I have I have a few more things. <laughs> so, okay, go. Yeah, go. Go, okay, go, go okay. for it. So, either way. Genie has dipped Aladdin of a wish, right? Okay. But we're Albert in the theory that what if Aladdin's dad was not the king of thieves before Aladdin wished to be a prince? Because <laughs> if we're thinking about this, we, we know Genie actually has a tendency to be a dick, right? Yeah. He's okay. a dick to Jafar because he doesn't like Jafar. Well, yeah. But when Genie first grants Aladdin his first wish, Aladdin's just been a dick to him. Aladdin has tricked Genie into using his magic for not a wish. Genie has expressed that he doesn't like being a Genie, right? Yeah. So we know Genie is unhappy, and we know Aladdin's just pushing for, like, power and wealth. <laughs> and we know that Genie has a track record for being a dick. So what if he used his Genie powers to just change the fabric of history and make Aladdin's father a king of thieves, so Aladdin's technically a prince, and then he just dressed him up? <laughs> you know? Because Genie has no, like, history with Aladdin there. Aladdin was a dick to him. Genie doesn't like serving people. Boom. You're a prince, kid. Entitled only. And for fucking thieves. Uh, you know what? I buy it. I buy it. And I mean, if not, he's still just a dick later. So either way, <laughs> so Genie's kind good. of a dick. But this way, he's a dick in a version that makes sense. Because otherwise, he becomes attached to Aladdin and fucks Aladdin over anyways. Yeah. Whereas this way, he fucks Aladdin over at the very beginning because Aladdin was a dick to him. It's insane. But yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, okay, I'm good now. When Aladdin was like, I wish to be a prince. Genie was like, fuck you, you're a prince of thieves now, bitch. No actual meaning. It's just a fucking title. Be more fucking specific. We know I like specificity because I fucking turned Jafar into a genie and trapped him in a fucking lamp. Uh, you know, there's always the like, what would you do if you had a, had a genie thing? Like, it's it's on Ask Reddit three thousand yeah. times a day. It comes up everywhere in conversation. But with genie from Aladdin, at least. There's the obvious loophole. Because you can't wish for more wishes. You can't bring people back from the dead. Yeah. You can't kill people and you can't make people fall in love. Those are the rules. But you can wish for more genies. Yes. And that seems like a perfectly fine loophole. I mean, it also have a very deal. I wish for kind, entirely obedient genies that fulfilled my wish based on what I desire the wish to be. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, just none of those smart-ass genies. No monkey-paw-ass genies you up know, in this you bitch. You know, those genies who, when I, when I wish to be a prince or maybe a prince of thieves. Yeah. <laughs> Or when I wish for infinite cosmic power, they turn me into a fucking genie. Oh, no. Jafar specifically asked, specifically wished for yeah. all the powers of a genie. Yeah, so he just gets turned into a genie. It's the easiest way to do it, but I mean, eh. I mean, you're taking the wish a little out of context there, genie. Like, he didn't wish to be a genie. He, he wished wish for the powers have... of a genie, but why not? Yeah. It gives you the it gives you the wiggle room. Little column A, little column B. Uh <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think genie just said fuck you to Aladdin on the first wish. It that, makes sense. I mean, yeah, because Genie Genie got cheated out of two wishes. He, yeah. He, he got cheated out of one wish at that point, but yeah, he no, still got yeah. cheated out of the fucking wish. It's fuck you. No, no, he didn't get cheated out of the drowning wish because he ca he forced Aladdin to count that. Yeah. Yeah, which was bullshit because he... He's, mm -hmm. Yeah, no. He just didn't want to be trapped at the bottom of an ocean because then he's never going to get freed. That's a hundred percent yeah. selfish motivation on Genie's wait, wait, part. Wait, wait, wait. Or does Aladdin wish... No, he, he says he doesn't think Genie could get them out. Yeah, and Genie... And then he does it. And then Aladdin wishes to be a prince because mm -hmm. 
Aladdin doesn't want to use a wish to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens first. Okay. Yeah. And then Genie cheats him out of wish by saving him from dying in the ocean. Yeah, because he's mean, like, no more, Ali- no, more, no more freebies, kid. Obviously, Aladdin would have wished to get out of that situation if he could have, because Aladdin doesn't want to mm-hmm. die. But also, Genie 100% did that because he didn't want to be stuck at the bottom of an ocean where he's never going to get his freedom and has to live in a lamp for the rest of yeah, eternity. Yeah, obviously. Like, or until future, until way in the way in the future when people are just diving into oceans to look for old stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, it was 100% self-preservation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But we also know that, like, time traveling back to make Aladdin's father king of thieves is not outside of his ability because he has golf clubs, he has a goofy hat, he has shit from the future, so clearly Genie can time travel with his magic. It is that powerful. I mean, we're also not even discussing the power, Cameras. Of, the power of carpet. Like, yeah. carpet is a magical being, but he's also creates his own atmosphere and can travel faster than the speed of sound. So yeah, he displaces friction. Mm-hmm. Carpet's insanely powerful, and then there's Genie, who is all powerful. Yeah. Anyways, no, there's just there's just generic magic going on because even Jafar's staff in itself is magic. It's got a little, it's got a little bit of magic. It can like hypnotize people. Yeah. But, like pretty efficiently, actually. But it could not be magic because when it's broken, the hypnotization stops. Although I don't know. How and we see like a little red whisk come out when it breaks. Yeah. Okay. So it's definitely magic. Yeah. yeah and yeah, the yeah. Sultan's eyes snap back. It's yeah. magic. The staff is magic. Staff is definitely magic. Jafar, not so much, actually. Jafar is just a cool villain. I like Jafar. Jafar is like the best Disney villain. He's like right up there with Scar. Right up there with Scar and Hades, yeah. Scar's just a lazy bitch and I love him. Yes. He <laughs> he's just like. Also, I don't know if you've noticed, he's just kind of always ready to kick ass. Unlike all the other lines, he constantly has his fucking claws out. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just like, I'm prepared for any bitch to try and cut me. Man, while we're on this tangent of Disney stuff. Yeah. Do you know what the Lion Guard? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Do you know the Lion Guard has a backstory for Scar in it? Yeah, Scar was part of Mufasa's Lion Guard. Okay. He, it also means he knows that magical superpower of a roar and then just never uses it. No, no, no. No, no. He lost it because he betrayed his brother. That's a, like, eh. No, that's... Yeah, okay, okay. And when he got when he got his Scar, he lost the ability to use that powerful yeah. Did they roar. call him Scar in it before that, though? No, he has a name. Like, that's what I thought. And then they just called him Scar after he got a Scar, which is just <laughs> massively rude and mean. Man, the backstory for Scar is insane. Like, uh, let's see, his his name Taka. Um, Taka, okay. Which means waste in Swahili, which is a language they use to name stuff in Lion King. His name means waste. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, he 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 had no reason to hate people from the get go. Yeah, no, his parents were just like, yeah, the firstborn. We'll call him Mustafa. I don't know what Mufasa, that means. We, like, we'll call him Mufasa. Yeah, they're just like firstborn. Mufasa. Awesome. He's gonna be king of the pride one day. And that yeah. one, that one's left over. He's waste. He's waste. He, what? Yeah, no, we didn't need him. He's literally just a waste. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No wonder Scar's a villain. Yeah, but doesn't Mufasa need a lion's guard? Ah, fuck it. Yeah, no man. Disney movies and shows have some issues sometimes. Not gonna lie. Yeah, Lion King is amazing. Like the backstory of the stuff that goes on in that, just from like the outside of the two movies, just insanely amazing. So. We talked about the Super Bowl. We talked about WandaVision. I think we missed something pretty big, though. Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer debuted during the Super Bowl. Man, I was pretty sure you were talking about Timothy Chalamet's Edgar Scissorhands. Really? For some reason, the internet fucking loves that, and I'm just sitting here like, okay. Yeah, it was okay. I think yeah, it was, it was Timothy cool. Chalamet looks pretty good as a Edward Scissorhands knockoff. Winona Ryder coming back for, for the commercial is pretty cool. But yeah, like, but like... Falcon, eh? Falcon and Winter Soldier, though, Justice. Yeah. Stoked? Obviously. Did you see in the trailer where Winter Soldier is the one wielding the shield? I did. I'm super, I was down with that. I'm super excited about Winter Soldier maybe being the new Captain America. That would be fantastic. I doubt they're going to do that, though. Also, 
isn't Chris Pine? Didn't he agree to come back for another movie? Like, is it, isn't that a thing that happened? Isn't Captain America Chris Evans? Yes, Chris Pine is Star Lord. My bad. You're right. Got the Chris's mixed up. There were so many Marvel Chris's. Yeah. Hemsworth, Hemsworth is Thor. Evans is Captain America. Pine is Star Lord. Never give them their first names. Only remember their last name. Yeah, because the first names is how you get confused. Yes. Yeah, so I think Evans said he was returning. I think think so but you know, i'm not entirely sure you know what would be insane is if he was returning but he was returning as human torch because marvel because disney yeah. now owns the fantastic four rights that would be fucking great you know what would be even better what's that if uh they just bring in the fantastic four but ignore all the fantastic four and we get robot human torch you mean prevision vision yes just to fuck everything with the timeline oh speaking of human torches though there was that michael b jordan commercial as well yeah, that Alexa one, which has been around a bit since before the Super Bowl. But has it? Yeah, it popped up on YouTube for me once, and I went to skip it, and I was like, wait, this actually seems entertaining. Let this commercial play. It was a good commercial. If yeah. you don't know what we're talking about, look up Michael B. Jordan Alexa commercial. Yes. I hate the actual Alexa design that they have there. It's just a fucking ball that takes up more space than the normal Alexa. But the commercial was pretty successful, making me want to replace my Google Home with Alexa's. I mean, I've already wanted to do that. Google Home sucks compared to Alexa. Yeah, but Google Homes were free. Truth. Thanks, Spotify. Also, Thanks, we don't have Google. A Google Home. We have Google Minis. Yeah, but together they create a Google Home network. Yes, but we cannot use Google Home features. Um, yeah. So, Super Bowl commercials, Captain America, um, Winter Soldier, Falcon TV show coming. Supposedly the week after WandaVision ends. But yes. also, supposedly, there's a 10th episode for WandaVision that's been hidden from us. So, who knows? According to rumors online, based on a casting agency casting for the 10th episode. Did you know Winter Sol- Falcon and the Winter... Is it just Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I think so, yeah. It was supposed to actually come out before WandaVision. Yes. Which, I mean, to be fair, probably would have been better for Falcon and Winter Soldier because there's no way it can live up to WandaVision. WandaVision's yeah, no. been insane. But also, supposedly, it's going to have Disney's highest rating for a show yet. I don't know exactly do you, how it's going to go. Do you mean, like, television rating? Yeah, I think like, so. Like, so, WandaVision's, like, TV-14, so... Mm-hmm. It would be TVMA. Or uh, 17. That, that exists for shows, I think. NC-17? Yeah, I think NC-17 is like... I know that's generally movies, but I think there's like a 17 rating for television know. shows that exist, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know TV ratings very well. Also, it doesn't matter. They're not on TV. Do they have to get TV ratings? It's unclear. <laughs> I would think no, but... Huh. I assume it's the gray area where companies don't want to piss off the ratings committees that do that because the entire reason why they're self-monitored rating systems like that is so the government doesn't get involved and create their own rating systems. So I'm just going to adhere to this self-policing thing, like how video games I do. TV rating systems were part of the FCC guidelines because FCC guidelines had the guidelines for curse words on television involved, which influenced the TV ratings. Hmm. I think you might be right. I think TV guidelines are federally. I I, I think you're right. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like the ASRB or the. Mo- I was fairly certain they were self. I was fairly certain they were self policing, but you're right. Now I think it's FCC. I think my mind was just like movies, movies, television, and movies, and video games are self policed. Yeah, but, but no, you're right. I don't think television is. Yeah, um, but I think I, that's that's it for this month. Unless you have something else you wanted to hit on real fast, you seemed like you had something there. No, nope. it's just, just the FCC thing. You're like your mind's like stuck on that. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I would assume it's the FCC, though, because the Federal uh, Communications Commission does deal with the internet, too. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Anyways, this has been Copilots, your interstitial episode. 
Um, we'll be back with reviews in about a week and a half. And our next review is also going to be hopefully great. Yeah. A great show, hopefully. Before we get into that, I do want to mention one thing. We started this around Christmas with our Christmas movie special. But if you've been following us on Twitter, at Copilot's Review, about the day before, we're going to try to give it a couple more days starting now. Mm-hmm. But the day before an actual review episode goes up, we've been tweeting out some, I want to say cryptic messages detailing what the show will be before we actually... Some have been cryptic. Some have been obvious. I think, I, I think the last two were fairly cryptic. I think the next one's going to be pretty obvious, though. I'm yeah. not knowing where else I can go with that. But like, Neither do I, but I mean, I think the one for Lupin was pretty good. Lupin the third, then just a minus two. The one for Scarlet Witch and the Vision was um, Serum, Serum Vision. Visions and the Red Witch from, from Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. But the Christmas special one was pretty pretty on the nose. Yeah, it was just a uh, turbo man. Turbo man. But to be fair, I think that that had the hint of, that had the edge of being a surprise episode that we released without telling anybody. Yeah. Plus, how many of you actually remember Turbo Man? Turbo Man. Did you actually buy a real Turbo Man? I did. They're, they're insanely expensive. Anyways, um, if anyone wants to, you know, like just send us a Turbo Man, I'm also down with that. Dude, I want a Turbo Man so badly. Just in inbox Turbo Man. But I'm I'm getting off track. Uh, actually, my TV just made reminded me of something. Our TV just advertised a show on CBS called The Equalizer, which aired after the Super Bowl. So it probably got really good ratings for the first episode. But, and this is important, but it was terrible. We only watched the one episode, and I barely watched all of that. I watched all of it. It wasn't terrible. No, it was terrible. It was generic and bland and boring. And the script writing was the absolute worst. The script writing got better in the second half. Anyways, the show's terrible. Don't watch it. Let it bomb. Please let it bomb. It's not that I don't like Queen Latifah. She's awesome. The show is bad. Yeah. There are so many better shows in that vein. Yeah. Like Whiskey Cavalier. Same vein as that show, except, um, good. Well, it got good at the end. Entertaining. Anyways, this has been your co-pilot's interstitial episode. If you want to follow us online and get in contact with us, you can reach us on Twitter, like I said, at Copilot's Review. You can find our website at copilotsreview.simplecast.com and you can shoot us an email at copilotsreview at gmail.com which is also linked on the website so if you want to go there instead totally understand the website also has our discord link and our twitter information if you want to go that route it also has the rss feed if you want to copy and paste that into your podcatcher app instead of looking us up on the podcatcher app yes also if you want to drop reviews for our stuff on itunes or whatever platform you're using to listen to that would be fantastic, and we might, or probably will, if we see it, read your comment on our next interstitial episode. Yeah, I just checked. We don't have anything new. I'm a little sad. None of you guys are reviewing us, leaving I'm five stars. Sad. But if you, if there were five stars, I would I would have read them. Yes, maybe I even would have read it if it wasn't a five star review. That's true. Maybe even if you flame us, we'll read it. You can tell us how much you hate us. Actually, if you, yeah, I, I'm I'm down to review it either way. But five star reviews make me happier because it boosts our our SEO, which makes it easier for other people to find us and other people to roast us in the future. Yeah. Think if it, you like, want to make us feel inadequate and hate ourselves more than we even do, then think, you can just tell other people how much we suck and send them to harass us. Think about it this way: it's you, the internet. You if, know how it works. If you leave us a five star review when you actually hate us, if you actually want to leave us a one star review, think about leaving us a five star review so more people can find us. And instead of just giving, giving the one hate message from you, we can get more hate messages from a bunch of people. Yeah. Think about it. You can manipulate the SEO that way. Instead of inundating us with just one tiny little piece of hate, you can inundate us with all of the hate from everyone. 